at five in the morning with donuts and hot black coffee in a takeaway carton. Cochrane and Carmenate climbed the four steps of Professor Dr. Frederick Dustin Crest's front door. Cochrane waved his right hand to the surveillance camera and the door opened automatically. Kristen and Samantha did the honours, taking over breakfast and making poor Carmenate's heart leap. Cochrane smiled. Typical of my friend, a genius, but he has serious problems with sense of proportion. Dr. Crest joined the two agents, shaking Carmenate's hand vigorously and reserving a true friend's hug for Cochrane. Jesus, what a nice surprise! And what magnificent donuts! The three had taken a seat around the single table in the living room, the only one free of papers and books, carefully set by the professor's two collaborators. Dustin, I'm surprised to find you in such great shape, in a completely clean and tidy house, and I thought you would be killed by an army of mites. Cress smiled. It's all thanks to them, my high-tech dolls. They do everything. They changed my life. Just think, I felt so good that I even dated a real woman. Cochran burst out laughing while Carmenate continued to sip coffee looking around as if an alien was going to jump into his throat at any moment. He has never been less at ease. Crest took another donut. So Gareth, maybe you should tell me why have you come to see me? In less than 20 minutes, Cochrane had managed to recount in detail the many oddities of his new case. Crest hadn't flattened. On the contrary, he continued to eat and sip coffee. Cochrane, on the other hand, listening to the whole story again, felt like a spectator who was participating in some fantasy saga. The three were silent for a few moments. When the beep of Carmenate's cell phone brought each of them back to the reality of the moment, 
The DNA results have arrived, Carmenata exclaimed. Surprised by such efficiency and curious to know where this absurd story would lead. Send me the email. We will print them here. Right, Professor? Chris smiled. And after a few seconds, Kristen came forward with three fresh ink sheets. Cochrane and Carmenate gave each other a long, complicit look, while Crest continued to read and emit strange, guttural sounds, until one last, and unequivocal, what the fuck? Crest put the papers back on the table and hurried to pour himself more coffee. Cochrane cleared his throat. So, he asked him, without going around it. Crest had the open and happy look of a child on Christmas morning. I'll try to simplify. A while ago, a group of NASA scientists were studying frozen debris in Antarctica. For this, they used the Antarctic Transitive Impulse Antenna, more commonly known as ANITA. The main purpose was to detect the origin of fast radio disturbances called FRBs, phenomenon strongly correlated to the possible parallel universe. Cochrane tried not to get carried away by the impossible meaning he was given to Crest's words. Professor, I think you'll have to simplify more. Carmenate also clung to the coffee cup. Crest snorted. The idea of going to Antarctica to determine the origin of these signals is associated with climatic conditions. There is cold and dry air there, useful for avoiding radio disturbances or distortions. The FRB has emitted energy a million times more powerful than anything we know of on our planet. In addition, the acquisition time is reduced to 0.15 milliseconds. Consequently, a clear environment is needed to determine all its components. Cochrane looked him in the eyes 
You can do better than that. Simplify more. Okay, okay. I'm trying. In short, among the characteristics that Anita has obtained in its most recent foray is the capture of the neutrino tau. It is a particle that travels at a speed close to the speed of light and has a slightly heavier weight than its companions. The presence of this neutrino leads scientists to think that the neutrino tau accompanies FRBs traveling through time and space. Carmenate took a deep breath and courageously asked, and is this neutrino tau particle in their DNA test? Cress laughed. If there is any. Ah, it looks like your friends have bathed in neutrino tau. Incredible. I cannot believe that the theories on parallel universes remain a taboo. Silly science. Silly, obtuse science. Cochrane still could not focus on the consequences of such a bizarre and dangerous discovery. But what he had been able to realize was that Jimmy Stewart was definitely ahead of his time. So, if I understand well enough, we are in a grey area where science is confused with science fiction and vice versa. Big Bang annexed and connected. Crest looked at him with the pride of a teacher in front of a promising schoolboy. It is precisely from the Big Bang that the possibility arises. I mean, that when the generating event of our universe occurred, other universes parallel to ours were created, and your friends seemed to prove it. Once again, if I may add, Cochrane burst out laughing at this point. Whether Cassandra and her friend were or weren't the only Harveys wandering around the United States would make no difference. It is useless for me to repeat that all this must remain confidential, Cochrane told him while walking to the door. Confidential, I haven't seen you. In fact, girls, delete the surveillance camera files immediately. Cochrane and Carmenate 
got back into the car. For several minutes, they could not exchange a word. Then the young agent decided to break the ice of the kind of trance that Cochrane seemed to have fallen into. I think we should sleep on it. We have complicated days ahead of us and we need to be fit. Science fiction cannot be tackled without a little rest. And anyway, it won't be worse than running the Star Wars marathon without having eaten. Cochrane laughed and took Carmenate home, determined to drive and earn his bed too, enjoying the sunrise and the skyline of the city disappearing on the horizon while the radio played Captain Beefheart's observatory crest.